Isaiah Jackson Jr. too much you know like it was, i was gonna say i'm good but it had a lot of weight to it so i was trying to figure out a way how to distribute that way so that's how you get all that mumbo jumbo you know what it's fine it's breathe you know relax it's it's, it's just thursday oh my it's, it's it's just a thursday my brother i keep telling myself we literally we are literally almost there like we're literally right around the corner <laughs> Devin. The reason I started this show so abruptly, as you can see, for those that are watching on YouTube, hello YouTube, I have to, I have to read you, I have to read you this letter I got, <laughs> and I I I got a I wanted to wait till we were recording, so so I can uh, read this. Listen to this, uh, dear Isaiah, this letter confirms the date of your voluntary resignation due to job abandonment with Amazon. You have executed a confidentiality and invention assignment agreement with the company. You are reminded that certain provisions of this agreement survives the termination of your appointment with the company and will remain in full force and effect. Your agreement is available for review in the MyDocs portal for 90 calendar days at the end of your employment. Here's where, here's where I lost my cool. Here's where this is. Here's where I lost it. Those came off. Like I, I, as I was reading it, bro, it was one of them. Like I just started bursting out laughing, like because I just didn't know how to react. Listen to this. This this is the very last sentence, Devin. You ready? You ready? Yep. YouTube, listen. We wish you the best in your future endeavors. Woo! <laughs> I'm like, what? What did you just tell me? Oh, I was sick. Yeah, Devin, I was w- sick. WWE, you. I got future endeavored from Amazon, bro. You can't say nothing the whole episode. You got future endeavored. <laughs> <laughs> I got future endeavored. Look, and that's the crazy part. Because here's the thing. Amazon, when I walked up to there after I was telling them, hey, I'm out of here. I'm like, I'm just letting y'all know I'm going to be gone by Friday. Oh, well, you could just leave on the app. You just press the button on the app and you can resign on the app. 
I'm talking to you right now, bro. Let me go. That's like this, bro, Vince, let me go. Oh, you got to talk to Stephanie. Why I got to talk to Stephanie? You're fired. That's your catchphrase, right? Fire me. Amazon tweaking, man. We wish you best in your future endeavors. Man, I got a club for y'all. I got a club for y'all. Jake the Snake just made it. Devin, Jake, I, I sent out the invitation to Jake the Snake Roberts. Don't do it. I had to. We was talking on the phone. Jake the Snake says he talks a lot. For those that watch AEW, he says a lot, but it's not, you don't really know what he's talking about. It's kind of like it's kind of like being in, in math class, you know, some some science class. You hear the lady talking, you hear the your teacher talking, you don't know what they're talking about. That's Jake the Snake Robbers. So I'm sorry, my guy. You're along there with Sting, Stone Cold, The Undertaker. Congratulations, Jake the Snake Robbers. Welcome to the Central West Down Club. Look, Devin, let's get into this show because we we I've been having way too much fun. And it's just, it's just a good day. It's a good day. And you know who else is having a good day? Bo Dallas. He's planning to return to the ring insanely soon. He said he expects to make his return in the next two to three months. Devin, if you had to guess the promotion, where he going? Impact? See, I was going to go more control your narrative. But, you know, Impact, Impact's good. Impact's good. Somebody, it was in a, a Q&A for the Love of Wrestling convention. He was there and he said, absolutely not. When somebody asked him, is he done with wrestling? He said, I'm the furthest from done with wrestling that you could possibly be. I spent the last year diving into a bunch of different ventures outside of wrestling. But wrestling has never left my heart, not for a second. Devin, are you, are we going to see a, a change? Are we going to see this, uh, a new type of, and I'm not going to call him, I'm calling him Bo Dallas. You know, he's a, he's a rotunda as a lot of people know, but I'm just going to name him Bo Dallas right now. Just cause that's his, that's how most people know. Him. So do you, are you excited to see a Bo Dallas? You know, we've seen Murphy do good. Zach Ryder is having a resurgence, you know, of a lifetime or Matt Cardona. I should say, let me put some respect on his name. Devin, are you excited for a Bo Dallas return? I am actually. No, you're not. And I am. I believe, man. Good point. See, look at that. I miss that believe, man. They used to get me through classes, man. I used to get all my A's just from believing. Oh, let me go. They give me the paper. They give me the paper. I run around the hallway. Believe. YouTube. I'm sorry. I had to. I'm lighting candles right now because this man is talking straight foolishness. I got to put the negativity out in the this this buffoonery. Look at it. Look at that. He got a, he got a load. He got a reload on his negativity, so he can try to shoot it out. But it's all good because I got that counter attack. I'm keeping it positive over here. If old buddy Bo Dallas want to come back, then he can. If you, you follow just, his face, did you just say, "Oh, he going to impact"? Is that? I mean, granted, that could be a good well, resurgence. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying he could get his his feedback way. You know, like I mean, it's been a minute. He's been doing other business stuff. So, I mean, I just didn't want to throw him on the big stage just now. I mean, he, because where would he fit right now? Like, you know, he got to kind of regain who we can look at him as. You know, he come back, what are you going to come back as? Bo Dallas saying Bo leave again? I don't, I just don't think he, I don't know if he could just pick that, that, that particular character and just 
boom, come right back after so long. Wait. I mean, it ain't been that long, but it's just, I just. No, I, no not you. I just, I read some buffoonery, bro. I read some buffoonery. I, you, you want to read, I'm, re, I'm about to read the last sentence in this. This is, this is a Dave Meltzer report. And this is, this is how you know this is some factual stuff. Dave Meltzer reported in February that Rotunda and Liv Morgan were living together on a farm and planning to start a family real estate business. Did you know there was a thing? Yeah. You did? <laughs> I did. I just said I didn't know like the full details. I just knew they was supposed to be working on some type of real estate. You know. But now, what'd you find that out at? Where'd you, how'd you know that? I mean, Where'd it's you not know a look, 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 look. Yeah, this is why I don't trust they so because I found it on a not so trusted source. Found it on the old wiki. Oh, I was, oh. I, thought you was, I was like, he saw it on Twitter. That's what it was. Oh. It was some no. random. It was well, like, you know. Well, Brock247 on Twitter. Liv Morgan living on a farm <laughs> in Blue Dallas. They, they started a real estate business. Like, come on now. That sounds like some No, no. Stuff. <laughs> no, I did, I did see some people say, uh, mentioning that on there, but I just took it with a grain of salt. But, no, I've seen that. I just didn't think too much of it. That's why I thought maybe he was done. I'm like, maybe that's where, he, that's where his niche is. No, nah, that definitely makes sense. And, yeah, Ted DiBiase, he, you know, he... Where he owned a couple banks, I believe. Like he, you, he took it all seriously. Full on businessman, while while his companions, you know, Cody Rose and Randy Orton, are celebrating on Raw. He just he he just sitting in the bag, you know, counting his counting his bank holding money, the, holding the money, holding the money exactly, doing his dad's <laughs> laugh and everything, like going crazy. But as much as we love to see Bo Dallas having so much fun, one person that wasn't having fun at all was Ember Moon. The Heel Turn Podcast. Ember Moon talked about her leaving WWE. She said, I just wasn't having fun anymore. She got released on November 4th, 2021. A couple, year, couple years ago. It was last year. <laughs> but uh, it was an interview with Chris Van Vliet. And she just talked about my last four months was one of those moments that I just wasn't having fun anymore. It started with Shotzi being gone and then Shotzi getting drafted. And then she said, I was just sitting at home and I got a phone call saying, hey, I don't want to upset you, but Shotzi just got moved to SmackDown and she's debuting with Tegan Knox. Because you remember Ember and Shotzi was a tag team. And so they moved Blackheart up there to go with uh, Tegan Knox. And then Tegan Knox got released. And so it's just like, well, it was kind of, so that it, I can, I can see how she could take that being a slap in the face. You know, as I was, as I'm reading her quote, I'm just like, oh, okay, that kind of, kind of sucks. <laughs> she says, she goes on to say, but we're the tag team and we have so much merch and we're doing fun things. And I thought we got into a groove, but that wasn't the case. Uh, Devin, hearing these earlier reports, um, what do you, first off, what, what was your thoughts on Ember Moon? How did you, what, did, what was your, uh, thoughts on Ember I, I liked her. She was really great to me. I, you know, I could kind of sense towards, you know, her not saying like departure, but when they were starting to wind down her time in WWE, you know, I could see like, man, they could have, you know, utilized her for this. They could have got there for this, but you could tell like it was going really nowhere. And after everything got shaken up, it was just like, well, shoot, you almost got to start from not scratch, but now you got to try to, re you know, get a whole nother direction and everything and it's like constantly things are shifting and changing so it's tough 
But yeah, like I said, I just was like, you know, so I was like expecting more and more, and then it was just like never get there. It gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. Listen to this. Listen to this. Uh-oh. Um, she says that she talked to Triple H, you know, shortly after you know Shasi got brought up, but she was like, "What you know? What's going on? What's happening?" And then she brought up that members of the own writing team told her that she had no idea that she was even in the tag team like her and Shotzi Blackheart was. The writing team said they they didn't have no idea they were even a thing when Shotzi got called up. Total disrespect. Total, total disrespect. Devin, Devin, I got to get you. Before I read the next disrespectful quote, any any, any of your comments? It gets worse? It, yeah, yeah, definitely. Get, matter of fact, yeah. Then Hunter disappears. I was supposed to have, I was supposed to do a match with uh, Saray. And, and then I ended up getting a rash on my arm. I had an allergic reaction to something they thought was something else. So they pulled me from the match. They go, you're turning heel in your match. This is with Cora Jade. You're turning in this match, but we want to make it subtle. So they kind of want to turn me, but they don't. But then there was a lot of confusion. Afterwards, she did one match. She fought one match, Devin, and was off air for a month and a half, off TV for a month and a half. During her supposed, you know, heel turn. She finally turns heel. And then she's off of, off of TV, pretty much. She said two weeks later, uh, she had a shot for a video for her return. And then they told her, hey, uh, you ain't coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is awful. This is awful. I was like, I don't know if I turned heel or not. Then I'm off TV for three weeks and I have this match with Mandy and they're like, we're going to pull this trigger. And then I get this note saying, hey, in two weeks, we need you to dye your hair fire colored again. We need you to get these red contacts. You're going back to the old Ember Moon character. This is per Big man. You're going to turn heel, but you're going to turn heel as your old character. Two weeks later, they told her she ain't coming back to TV. Yo. You know, man, it, it, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, look. Well, oh, oh, yeah, no, I'm just saying this is this is only on her part, obviously. Yeah. So this is only this. We're going off of what she's saying. But, you know, 90 percent of the time when the at least in the women's division, the ones that have been released, when they talk, when they speak up. 90% of the time, they not lying. Maria Canellis, Zelina Vega, none of them are lying. Devin, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just had to throw that out there. Even though this is from her perspective, you know, most, most of these perspectives do be on the point. No, I de- no, I definitely, yeah. No, it's I'm still stuck on that writer talking about I ain't even you, you know, I don't even I actually can't even find anything in that that I could even really, you know. If I was in the room, I just have to really just look like, you know, okay. You know, I wouldn't even know. I'd be like, why are you, okay, why are you here? <laughs> why are you still here? Exactly. Um, that's like me. That's like I am running Spider-Man, but I ain't know he had an Uncle Ben, a Peter Parker story. I, hey, what you mean? What, why are you running Spider-Man? You don't know? Oh, I ain't know that. I need to get up out the room then. Like, <laughs> uh, we, we got, we got. A Dizzle back in the chat. The first thing he says, wait, 
Easy got future endeavored from Amazon. Yes. Yes, I did. I got future endeavored and it hurt. It didn't hurt to be honest. I'm actually happy that I left, but man, they ain't had to send me that. Yes, I am all elite. Bo Dallas NXT one is definitely crazy. It's definitely one of the most like it's an outlier because I believe he lost it to Big E. No, Big E beat Bo Dallas for it. With the NXT title? With the NXT title. Bo Dallas beat Neville, I believe. Did he beat Neville? Yes. I believe he beat, beat Neville. Neville. Yeah, look at that off the top. Devin only likes Bo Dallas because of Liv. Devin, is this true? No, wait. No, 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 no. Don't, don't make that correlation hey, there. Hey, like, look, I mean, this is. <laughs> hey, Aaron, Aaron had you stumped for a second. You I like, I like that. I like them both equally. Like, look, look, you know what? No, there is no correlation in terms of the likeness here going on. It's a just, a, it's, it's just a common ground right there. It's one of those things. Like, oh, what a coincidence! Like, I didn't know you work here too. You know, like <laughs> I didn't know you work here too. Look, uh, before we move on, I got, I got, I just think this is the most uh, foulest thing that we've heard all day. You know, it's just uh it's sad what some of these wrestlers go through. They're independent contractors, you know, they, so they could be, is, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway, because my boss ain't listening. Um, my boss told me straight up, this is an Arizona state at will state. He said, do you know what at will means? I was like, to be honest, nah. He said, at will, you can leave whenever you want to, and I can fire you whenever I want to. No, no, nothing, no explanation. We can literally dip or I can, I can make you get out of here or I can get out of here myself, either or at will state. So it's crazy because WWE don't have that. Some of these wrestlers waiting for their contracts to expire. They have to, oh, Mustafa Ali just came back. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. He asked for his release and now he wrestling, you know, and he, and he lost and he lost as well. So it's just, it's, there's no, who nobody's getting treated fairly whatsoever. No, nobody in the women's division, even the people that are frustrated with what they, some people get like Kushida. Some of these guys are, they, they're granted their release. Oh, wait. I mean, could, go ahead. I think, I think, I think he won. I think it was like a roll up. He, he tried to hit, he tried to hit Miz with a backwoods. Mustafa Ali. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. you're right. No, thank you. Thank that's you. That's a muscle swung on him. <laughs> Yeah, the Tim also Champa came up and we got the heel turn. See, see, look at that. The social media manager in Devin Lee. He said, I posted this. I'm okay. <laughs> I had to think, I was like, I think he was. I was like, oh shoot, baby. No, I appreciate it. You know, because I that I came stumbling in and I already I already explained it. I explained it on the AEW reviews. Y'all listen. If you listen to it, y'all know what happens when I walk in the house. Brother be tired. Look, and then y'all know what happens when Devin walk in. I ain't gonna say what happens when Devin walk in. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but look, uh, just back to Ember Moon. She's treated unfairly. Didn't deserve that. For the writing team to not know what what they wanted to do with her in general, and then still have her go back to her old Ember Moon character. Say you're going to do all this for her, knowing that you're going to release her, knowing that she's going to get off the payroll in about a week and a half is straight foolish. That's, That's disrespectful at most. And I'm hoping that she doesn't, she get, didn't get any of her stuff in a garbage bag, you know, cause that's, that's another thing that WWE has a problem with. Uh, swing on somebody at that point. Swing on somebody. Swing that bag at them too. But look, <laughs> you're funny. Let's talk about Mustafa Ali while we're here. The Heel Turn Podcast. Cause he returned on Raw 
He he requested his release in January, and now he's back. He fought the Miz. I mistakenly thought the Miz won. But Mustafa Ali hit that roll up, the backwoods, and got the dub. <laughs> Devin, what do you think about Mustafa Ali's return? It's uh just crazy that he wanted to leave, and they were like, no, and now he's back. It's just a weird. It's weird. I don't... <laughs> But it was surprising. I wasn't really, I wasn't really expecting to see him. Really, I mean, if he, I, I knew it was possible he could come back. I just didn't think it would be soon. But shoot, they said the same stuff. Like, oh, you still work here? You? <laughs> it's crazy how they was just like, oh, you, you know, you came to work like that. <laughs> That's why, like, you know, looking back, I was like, he gonna lose. Like, he already don't want to be there. Why would they let him win? You know, then. And it's crazy to go from that to get jacked right into a, a feud with Champa. That he's going to lose. Pretty much. You know what else? He's going to get built up. This is my prediction. You ready? Uh-oh. He's going to get built up. He's going to get a couple wins in. Then they're going to try to push him on Austin Theory. He's going to be Austin Theory. Austin Theory going to eat him. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. No sides, no dessert, no thank you. Mr. McMahon got me. He gonna take. He gonna pay for the bill. That's that's mm-hmm. that's Austin Theory. He's gonna be fair to Austin Theory. That's what it is. You see Cesaro. Cesaro went on this huge run. Fair to Roman. Seth Rollins getting some wins. Fair to Roman. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's how. I, look at the Damian Priest situation. Like, was it at first? Nobody was really getting. I'm. Let me see. I'm trying to think of somebody else. Yeah, Damian Priest. Damian Priest was supposed to be this built-up guy. He had to fight the Miz for months <laughs> till he had to finally, you know, get out of get out of that reach. Who was supposed to be the guy he was supposed to get fed? Well, he was supposed to be feeding on Finn Balor, but they was just feeding on each other. But it turns out they was just getting fed to Austin Theory. So it was just also it was just all counterproductive in a way. That's a horrible illustration. You can you know what? Shut up. <laughs> 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 yeah, Aaron Texas. Aaron Texas in the chat. He says, "Yeah, Ali is going to lose to Champa, but that match is going to be fire, though. He's definitely one hundred percent right. Can't 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 go wrong with a Tommaso Champa match, especially heel turn Tommaso Champa, buddy a demon, straight just straight straight demon. But Devin, uh, last words about Mustafa Ali. Are you happy to see him? You what do you what do you expect from him? I already I already told you when he's going to happen. He's going to get fed." To Austin Theory. Oh, <laughs> uh, just given that he wanted to be released like previously, it couldn't get it, and now I'm seeing him on TV. It's just, it's just a weird thing knowing that. So uh, that's why I don't really know how to even take it. Like I'm glad to see him in there, but I'm like, is is that was really in the like plans for him? If that makes sense. Now it makes sense. And this is this is this is what I was trying to say in a longer, more confusing uh explanation. Aaron says the WWE mid-card got potential, but they're gonna mess it up probably. And that's what it is. It's that mid-card, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, uh Austin Theory, freaking uh Mustafa Ali, the Miz. So many of those are so many of them are just really talented. But then you have these trash Miz TVs. You have the, you know, you just have these, all this extra stuff that's just so boring and unnecessary. Musashi Tommaso Champa is going to be a great addition. Dolph Ziggler went to NXT and disappeared. We don't even know where that man's at anymore. He's supposed to be back in the mid card division. So it's a lot of potential down there, but they ain't getting used. In the words of Aaron Duvall, he says, 
but they're probably gonna mess it up. Yeah, the mid card needs like tournaments or something, something or number one contender, like some type of fight for trying to get to the championship instead of always constantly throwing that top guy in that mid card with these people. Then it's like if he loses, then it's like what the heck? What's the whole big fuss for then? Whereas like mid card wise, you should have these guys trying to fight. And, like, you know, have, like, a tournament for the IC belt or a United States belt. And, you know, that goes on and goes on. And that way, you know, you could put them, your champion somewhere else. That way you don't make the champion look bad or make people look too worse in such in a situation. So that's what they need. They just – right now is they hot, hot potato and stuff. I got a question. And, okay. So they just did that at NXT, the tag team tournament. How was that? We all watched it, but from your NXT DLC opinion, you know, how is it? And do you think it could be translated to WWE, the mid-card? You know, the, the tournament itself was good. Only thing I did not like was just the, the teams that was in it. And that's just just that's just that doesn't it, that doesn't fall on the tournament itself and what it was what it was supposed to do. That just falls on who they put in it really. But I I looked at it like I just looked at it like it was just like a fight for it. Like, you know, it may not be the NXT championship or the North American championship, but it's people that care about that championship just as much. Just like with the North American championship, the way I see that ladder match, I'm like, man, they're going crazy about to kill each other for this, you know, North American championship. So it's like it's it's the championship is still being treated as a championship. Like somebody legit can get it taken if they're not on top of their game or they they they, they biting for it. Like it don't matter what championship it is, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. Right now, I can't get that uh big belt right now, but or big championship, I should say. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Is that's why I just feel like it's missing. Like everybody makes it seem like which it should be, but you know, if what would be the point of having a United States championship or any kind of another championship if everybody just really only care about the big, you know, WWE championship or the universal championship. I don't even think anybody cares. I don't think there's nobody. There hasn't been no really, no big of a fight in Raw or SmackDown. Because, like, they always go, oh, you know, the coveted intercontinental championship. How do you think it got to that point then? People cared about it. So it's like, don't sit up there and go, oh, this, you know, this championship has a fabled history. Like, it's deep. You know, I had that history of the IC championship title. I mean, uh, DVD. That made me go like, hey, you know what? That championship, it may be that that whole collection of those matches and the way they were just building this story around the entire Intercontinental Championship. I looked at it like, yeah, it's a mid-card championship, but it's worth getting. That's like when I saw Big E win it, I'm like, this is a big deal. Like, it's a championship. It's like, you got to think of people who had it. You know, The Rock, he didn't touch it. Triple H didn't touch it. Like, and those guys went on to be the big world champions. So, the, they just need to put some respect on my mid-card championship. That's all I'm asking. I ain't going to ask no more. Because if I do, I'm going to have to go down there and <laughs> I'm going to find that white Intercontinental uh, Championship belt. And that's how we're going to uh, get started. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I'd be like, here go your first problem. <laughs> here go your right, exactly. You're not wrong about that. You're definitely not wrong about that because that belt is clean. That belt is mighty clean. Um, Aaron says that I think getting rid of brand splits will benefit this roster a ton. It'll generate more competition 
for TV time, and you can take main event guys that aren't doing much, like Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and make this stuff that seems more important in the mid-card since, you know, there's less garbage. He's not wrong, but to be honest, I don't want to see Bobby Lashley in the mid-card anymore. I don't want to see Drew McIntyre in the mid-card anymore. I feel like they got that elevation. I feel like they already made it to the promised land. Drew just got to be, like you said, like I agree with Aaron when he said that. Just don't put him in stupid situations. He don't need to be fighting Madcap for what? three four five months you know we don't have we don't need to see all that we don't have to see bobby lashley fighting almost omos immediate whatever bobby lashley wants to call him that day you have because I, I promise you bobby lashley calls this man a different name every single time almost yeah amesian <laughs> armenian i'm like bro it's omos bro relax like and he can't he can't talk already so it's like <laughs> it's already bad for him Look, let's move on real fast. The Heel Turn Podcast. We got to get more into Austin Theory. John Cena had to chime in on the United States champion. Look, uh, it was John Cena's birthday the other day. So Austin Theory, you know, shining the, walking around with the shiny United States belt. He says, happy birthday, John Cena. Sorry, I'm a better U.S. champion than you. Yeah, that's burn. Real burn. John Cena replies and said, everyone understands that you have far more talent, strengths, and gifts than I have ever had. Don't apologize for that, ever. An apology should come from 20 years from now if you fail to provide the effort needed to turn your potential into a legacy. I hope that day never comes with a beer emoji. You badass. You badass. You freaking. How do you, what do you think about John Cena's comments? I mean, I, you know, I mean, I didn't roll my eyes like in terms of disrespect to what he said. I just wrote it like, why this man got to be so like well versed with what he want to say and how he want to portray that message. Like, I was like, you know what? I can't even get mad. Like, he, he ain't taking salty or nothing. And he was like, look, you, you know cool what, and all. You know what that reminds me of? That's that. That's that. He gave me J. Cole vibes. J. Cole was like, man, these SoundCloud rappers, man, wait till they gone in five years. As soon as these five years hit, they're going to be asking their mama for money. That's what John Cena said. That's what John Cena told Austin Theory. He was like, you good for now. Right. He said, you you good for now. Uh, wait, wait, wait five years. You still <laughs> you still going to be holding that United States championship? You're going to be walking around with the with 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 the uh, freaking the buzzards? You know, he going to be one of them people. He's just gonna be one of those random people. He's gonna be like a part of the what's what is that uh with the bunny and uh what was that Adam Rose Adam the Rose. rosebuds yeah, yeah. he's gonna be a rosebud he's gonna be with Triple H in his interest doing Triple H interests at WrestleMania like they gonna, he could be put in a bad place. What do you think of uh, John Cena's comments and yeah, what do you just think of John Cena's comments? Because we don't care about Austin Theory's comments. He didn't respond so. <laughs> Obviously, he has some thinking to do. Yeah, you know, seeing his comments was cold. That's all. It's uh, it's. I mean, he right though. Like you cool and all, but we'll see where you go. He he put it plainly. Like that's why I roll my eyes. I'm like, man, why he got to be so? Y'all see to go to Twitter and just he be making me think in the morning. I'm like, man, I ain't need to do all this. This man used to make me go. he, you know. Wisdom is something we can only attain, not something we can take. You know, I'd be like, man, chill, man. Like, <laughs> I used to see you 
rapping and telling people you can't see me. Now you changing, like giving me these mind changing thoughts at like eight thirty in the morning. <laughs> now look, I don't know. <laughs> you think who's right in this situation? If you had to predict the future, Austin Theory's legacy, you think he lives up to the hype? I want to say he does because it's <laughs> I, I I just because like I, I just, it's, it's gonna be all on him like he go, he's gonna have everything he gone he's gonna need to get to that point you'll never go well, they never gave him a shot at the championship they never gave him he gonna get it so it's up to him to really make whatever adjusts adjusts or changes he needs to make to get to that next level so I'm gonna say he can do it because yeah it's a lot of hype going on and why not? You can do it. You can do it. Theory, if you put your mind to it. Quit talking right. about John Cena on his birthday. I mean, yeah, yeah. Just don't talk to John Cena. Just stay away from John Cena. Stay away from John Cena, you'll be fine. The Heel Turn Podcast. One person that we can't stay away from, because I'm 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 thankful. I'm just happy she's back. Goodness gracious. Oscar returned. To, to Monday Night Raw. Devin, if you had to guess, when was the last time we seen Oscar? When do you, when was the last time you think we seen Oscar? Oh, was it Money in a Bank? Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, it was July. July I, I of definitely, last year. I definitely, did, I know she was at WrestleMania Backlash, but I'm like thinking I, I could have sworn it was like Money in a Bankish. Now we she went through a bunch of injuries. It looked like like she she had her tooth injury. She got new teeth. She her arm was in a cast. Like I I I don't know. I thought she was a firefighter by night or something. I thought she was you know some superhero going through the going through the night with all these injuries. But I'm happy she's back. She's looking good. She flicked Becky Lynch in her nose. Don't know what that was about. Devin, are you excited? And are you ready for Oscar? I definitely am. And everybody in the crowd was too. They was like, ah. No, she, man, it's she been missed. She brings an energy that no other can bring. Like, as soon as she came out there with Becky Lynch, I'm like, look at that. Give it to me now. Or that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> don't don't hope nobody uses that for anything. Uh, you know, but, you know, it was, it's great. You know, I was... It's crazy. We was expecting her to come back like Royal Rumble time, you know, get that, you know, crazy pop there. But hey, better late than never. So she here and it's it's needed. It's well needed. We need that star power. So she gonna bring it. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I I I I'm I'm nervous. I ain't gonna lie to you. If you if you can if you couldn't tell by my stutter, I'm nervous. Look, Bianca Belair. Just recovered from this 38-second loss. Now we got to worry about Oscar. That 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 scares me a little bit. I ain't going to lie to you. I mean, it, it, it could be okay. It's, 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 so, see, that's my thing, though. It, things can be okay if it's not always shoot for the highest star. Like, there's nothing wrong with shooting for, like, just a middle, like, little bitty, not little bitty, a little middle few. Like, you know, something you can put on your fire performance and the match has some type of weight to it without a championship being on the line all the time. You know, that's the thing. It got to be something else to fight for when something else to fight for is already being fighting for. 
Right. Like we all can't fight for the same thing because at that point we all gonna either look really good or we all gonna either look really bad. So it, that's where I we had star power like that. Like you don't want to just constantly you don't want to run that risk of making them just like fall flat. So you might as well try to find another way to use that person's talents where the championship doesn't have to be around. Right. Exactly. Now I'm I'm going to maneuver. I'm about to segue, about to do like five segues here because I'm going to backtrack real fast, man. No disrespect to Austin Theory, but we're talking about John Cena here. Text message from Aaron Duvall, obviously. Yes, because he's 100% right. We're talking about John Cena. Now, segue into our next topic because Aaron says the women's division is low-key the best thing. The WWE women's division is low-key the best thing going on right now. And it's funny he says that because Becky Lynch feels the same way. The Heel Turn Podcast. Becky Lynch took shots at eight. She took some shots at AEW Women's Division. She said they're not represented like we are. Now, in saying that, um, pretty much she goes on to say that uh, she goes on to say that the women in AEW they're not resented the way that they are. They don't get as much time as we get, and they're not, frankly. Not as good as we are. Jesus. Devin, is there some truth to this? Do you agree to this? I definitely agree with the very beginning of it. And her last part of her statement, I will say, oh, I I just would look at it like we, we only, I'm not, she is right, I agree. But I would just say it's just exposure-wise. Like, do you really get a chance to really get a lot of feel of that division like every week you know like what you do with wwe like you can kind of measure how good they are because you, you can honestly can see them you can see them in main events you know they have that 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 like way of where you can trust having you know a woman's main event is gonna be fired like it's no doubt you just don't have that at all AEW yet that's where i mean you can say yeah we better ah I'm a I'm a disagree with you just because I feel like AEW sabotaged their own women's division. We can watch Bianca Belair versus you know Nikki ASH. We could watch a simple Rhea Ripley versus Liv Morgan match. AEW for the main event, Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker, Steel Cage, Thumbtacks, Hellfire. Ugh. Like, no, bro. Like that is way too much for women's just yesterday. Yesterday, Serena D versus Hikaru Shida. And it looked like some extreme rules death match. Like, bro, these the women's division for AEW is overkill. They're not having regular basic matches. And if they are, let's be honest, unless it's Jade Cargill and even she's green. Like, she's not that all that there yet, I should say. So it's that's 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 shooting them in the foot. AEW is shooting their own selves in the foot. They're they they don't represent their women's division that well. The women's division don't get enough time, and because they don't get enough time, they don't wrestle that much. Since they don't wrestle that much, most of their work isn't gonna be the greatest. Most of the wrestlers, most of the women's division in AEW, they there's more women's matches on dark and elevation than there are on dynamite. Dynamite, we only probably see one or none. There's no two at all. 
dynamite. We'd be lucky if there was this three matches. You better be lucky there's one women's match. Like, it's ridiculous. So uh, Aaron agrees. Becky spoke all facts. If you put it all up, if you put up all of the AEW women's division against WWE's, it's barely a competition. I agree. I agree. There's a, I think WWE women's division put on better matches. It makes more sense, to be honest. The women's division in AEW, and even they frustrated. Hikaru Shida almost left this year. You know, Ruby Soho, we just seen her on TV yesterday. I don't know when was the last time we seen her then because she was on YouTube. Like, that's ridiculous. She was one of them YouTubers. Keith Lee finna be one of them YouTubers. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like, no, this is trash. You guys are... It's, it's not, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You, you're signing, it's Tony Khan taking a bite out of an apple and throwing it away. That's Ruby Soho. That's Tony, that's gonna be Tony Storm. That's Mercedes Martinez. She, we haven't seen her in a grip. She's just now getting a match next week. At least, at least if I'm happy, I could complain about Liv Morgan. I can see her on TV. She's getting experience, she's learning, she's doing good stuff. And then she goes home to Bo Dallas with the ranch and learning real estate, you know, doing all the good stuff. That's what I like to see. I don't, even though I was pissed about Aaliyah, Aaliyah was just giving me heartburn every time she appeared on the screen. It was a story being told. She wasn't scraping and clawing through nails and barbed wire for no reason for a two second match that nobody's not even gonna care about or remember. I guess ridiculous. The last time Ty Conti and Anna J, I'm gonna say this thing, we're gonna move on. I swear. Ty, Ty Conti and Anna J. Well, I, I call them the YouTubers. They, they are the number one YouTubers on AEW. They went against uh, the bunny and they had this horrible tag death match, pretty much. The bunny and Anna J are rolling on thumbtacks. They she had she worked barbed wire around her arm and choked out. Uh, it was Anna Jay. She wrapped barbed wire around her arm and choked out the bunny. And so for the bunny to reverse it, she landed on thumbtacks and they're rolling on thumbtacks. Like, bro, this is a women's match. And every girl is, every Ty Conti, Anna Jay, they're bleeding. Back, like, the bunny's bleeding. Like, bro, we're not, you got to give us time. Number one, if you're going to do this, give us time to get used to this. You know, like, Impact wasn't doing this. WWE ain't doing this. Relax, bro. Ease into this. Britt Baker is famous because she bled on TV. You know, that became her thing. Her graphics is pretty much her face covered in like like Becky Lynch. That's how Becky Lynch got on because her face got destroyed by Nia Jax. Like it's because of that, that, that uh, just edge, that small edge you had. Edginess, I should say. Not all of this Mick Foley foolishness. Dang. I'm sorry. I, it's, I, I ain't mean to... Have my heart palpitate all over the place. That's what your doctor says you need to do, man. Just let it out. Just let it out. I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing. I don't know. Let me do me a favor. Let's let's let out this dream match real fast. The Heel Turn Podcast. Look, 
got a we got a weird one today. We got a weird one because I don't know which way Devin's gonna go. Because the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with all the wisdom, John Cena, is looking to the eyes, looking into the eyes of Mr. Steve Borden, or should I say Sting? Devin John Cena versus Sting. Who do you have going into this dream match? I'm not talking 60-year-old crossbody Sting. I'm talking falling from the Raptors coming down, looking up, almost, you know, falling on a Sting. Who do, who do you got going into this match? I'm going to have to pick Sting in this one. Going up against John Cena, and this is no disrespect to the great John Cena because I just feel throughout this match, like John Cena will have the power advantage. He definitely will. And I'm not saying he's some pushover in terms of wrestling. Like, if he needs to get down, he can get down. But can he get down like Sting? No. I'm sorry. I just, Sting just going to have more tricks in the bag that John Cena just ain't going to have. Like, I'm just, I'm sorry. He's going to have more in the bag, I should say. And so, I can't, I, I just look at it as a longer match is going to fit. Put it this way. The longer that match will go, the more it will favor Sting. That's be, I just, it's only so much John Cena can pull out on you. And it's so much more Sting could pull out. And I just think he just know his way up in there just a little bit more than good old John. And don't get me wrong, this is hard for me to say because John Cena, he got high endurance. I've seen this man go through crazy stuff. He's Super Cena. But Super Cena, man, it's kryptonite for that man. And it's going to be Sting in this one. Here's where I disagree with you because Sting, I can't remember any type of great, amazing Sting like title winning moment. He has won, you know, he's has held world heavyweight gold. Do we still talk about that? Do we remember that? Is it in the is it in the archives? Are we watching this anywhere? I wouldn't put that on him though. Wow. Put that on where he, I put that on where he was. Where he was? Wow, that's <laughs> crazy because we're still to this day talking about Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, the people that even the people that were WWE. Okay, what? Okay, well, I mean, it, it, but that's the thing they were in WWE, like Steve Booker T, five time, five time, five time, Booker T, WCW, five time Booker T, Diamond Dallas Page, Diamond Dallas Page. I don't see why you got a crap on Sting, though. Because he not it. If Diamond Dallas Page can get it, if Diamond Dallas Page can go crazy, Booker T can go crazy. They that's memorable. Oh, can you pull up that? Can you pull up that Sting winning the world heaven? No, no, no. We not doing that. I'm sorry. No, Sting is not like that. We not looking. I'm gonna let you keep going. <laughs> we not. We this is hustle, loyalty, respect. John Cena, man. We talking all type of different colored shirts John Cena we talking 30 minute matches with Shawn Michaels one hour matches with Shawn Michaels 30 minute matches with Triple H two second matches with The Undertaker like it's just John Cena could do it all Sting scared to wrestle The Undertaker Sting lost to Triple H actually you know we're being we're gonna keep it 100 but we're gonna be honest with ourselves Sting can't keep up with Triple H what made him think he's gonna keep up with John Cena John Cena keep up with Triple H that was in his prime too, you know, but you know, that's just John Cena. You know, that's just five, five moves of doom Cena. 
you know, we that's, we not worried about Peacemaker Cena here. You know, we're not talking about that. We talking about actual five knuckle John Cena is is, is, is it, the endurance is there, the the championships is there. He up there with Ric Flair, Steve. How many how many titles Sting got? Let's look this up. How how many championships Sting? How many championships does Sting have? Let me because I got I got to do research. You, because I can't believe you just brought up John Cena ain't gonna have it on Sting. What? What? How many championships does Sting have? Okay, this is a lie. I'm not reading this. I'm not reading this, Devin. Okay, let's. You you ready for this? I'm ready. Sting has held 25 championships throughout his career. Huh? Are, okay, all okay. Those, are all of that impact? Are all of that impact? Because if it is, it don't count. Yeah, see, see, see. see that's <laughs> yeah. another thing. That's yeah. another thing. That's another Man, I can't wait till you give me back this flow. No, man. go ahead. You have it. It's yours. Oh, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. See, look at you. This, this is your problem. See, you are. It's John Cena. He used to come out with five different t-shirts. And I bought two of them. Do, 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 do. Super Tina. Yeah, hustle up to me. Hey, see, now, nah, yeah, we all remember that. But see, you. I don't watch TNA. Can't okay, stand TNA. TNA. Oh, oh, I hate TNA. But dang, he was there. He was still. He was doing it. Like you, you, you may not have been watching because of where he was at. Like I said earlier, but he was still a technician. He still knew what he was doing in that ring. He still knew how to break people down. He look. Put some respect on Sting's name, man. Just because he may not have been in some memorable, high-profile stuff. Yeah, as you can see by how many championships the man got, he he been beating somebody. You know, you John Cena. He, he we talking about John. He he, he got mean, all this. I mean, beating an intoxicated Jeff Hardy maybe a couple times. I mean, I mean, you know, a couple. It was only one time. <laughs> yeah, a couple times. He definitely will be that many championships. But look, all I'm saying is John Cena. I mean, we, yeah, he great. I know it's just. I always looked at John Cena throughout like people he got everything. It's just like it's always like it it ain't perfect. It got him a lot. That's why I'm like, it's you know what? I ain't changing my stance. Cause you came in here talking about John Cena got eight different shirts. Sting ain't never came out there with a shirt on. And <laughs> I'm just I'm just talking this one match. This one match. He put John Cena, man, look. I, I just I just feel like in one match I could I could take Sting because like I said the longer if this match will go it's gonna favor Sting and Sting smart he ain't gonna just he 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 gonna read John Cena he gonna know what to expect from John I'm sorry and don't bring up that Triple H match because we all know that was some ooh that was some booba boggle bull job man look <laughs> bro but here's the thing though here's the thing you talk about and Aaron gives you props Aaron said. Hey, Devin is going in on Sting, and he not, and Devin is not wrong. So he agreeing with you. But look, here's where I have to shut all this down. Because a lot of people, a lot of people have came to me after I have voiced my discretion for Impact. Is it is it true or not that Impact has only had maybe one great year? One solid great year. I mean, it's true, but I don't put that on who was there, though. In terms of like, I don't put that on like a sting or something, you know. Like they, when, you know, Russell, Russell Westbrook, could, Russell Westbrook could get triple doubles. That don't mean he winning championships. You could be, you could be cold in that era. John Cena was cold. 
selling shirts, making millions, hugging babies, injuring his neck, and then coming back four months later. Sting, man, Sting had to to retire for two years. You think John Cena could do that if he was an impact? Impact would impact would be AEW right now if John Cena was there. They would have screwed him up too somehow. I just look at that. I never would put when they start going down on like him or it's that you know it was higher powers to be that caused that ship to steer the way it went. But I don't put that on Sting. Like whenever Sting was out there, like he knew what the job was. I gotta he still do. Uh, John Cena making movies, staying still jumping on people through tables. Quit playing. Aaron's corrected. He said Impact from 05 to 08 was fire. I now agree the, with that. Now, the reason I say one year is because in 2007, that was when they finally turned profit. Things was looking up. We started seeing the likes of AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. That's when we start hearing the names. That's when I was like, okay, maybe 07 to 08 is that's that was their year. That was their year when everything and looking at the documentaries, I'm a documentary head, looking at everything, the interviews, everybody's saying 07 to 08 was the go-to. That was that was their 97, 98 Monday Night Raw. Like that was at the peak. So 05 to 08, I could give you that. But John Cena already won like maybe five, six championships in that between that time. You know, at WrestleMania, at fighting. Was he not at WrestleMania? No, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, you know what? <laughs> I yeah, I agree on the facts. Look, this really is needed. this. I grant. Granted, we went into a drawing drawing power instead of the whole dream match situation. No, no, that was, that was you. You the one came in here. John Cena had eight different T-shirts every week. The T-shirts guy, he gonna throw them anyway. He ain't gonna wear them in the match. AJ Styles. Chris, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's all I had to say. You brought in the t-shirts. That's why I was like, I'm really for the command. Nah, come on, some t-shirts. Aaron says AJ Styles, Chris Daniels, Motor City Machine Guns. I actually do like wow, that. Wow, used to be my guys, man. I forgot who uh shoot was in it, but I remember that team vividly. And I used to play them in the video I think, game. I think they still wrestle, to be honest. Uh, Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle. Would you throw Jeff Jarrett in there? I think mm, would you throw Jeff Jarrett in there? I mean, he was. Jeff Jerry, like, just, that's all I got to say. <laughs> Look, it's seven. We got, it's 7.55 here. We got five minutes left. Is there anything you want to say before we close this show out and I have to go to sleep? Man, he's talking about you, ladies and gentlemen. It may be 7.55 over there. It's 9.55 over here. That's my bedtime. It's not no more games out here. But... Through the tiredness, through the pain, through the struggle, through just getting to Friday, through it all. We still here, we still going and vibing and going crazy. So it don't matter what time it be, what time it's gonna be, or what time it was yesterday. Because the time is now. And it's the Hill Tire Podcast. It's Devin Crimes Jr. on the microphone in front of you. You can't see it, but it's in front of you. Sometimes you gotta look at the bigger picture. See, he putting on the shade because I'm spitting that fire and he just can't take it. And who, 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 who really, who really wanna eat? See, I would put them on too if I got a featured endeavor. 
He trying to hide it. He trying to hide it. Hey, Amazon had that man all up in catering. Had him, had him in catering and had to send him that feature in Devil Letter. So, your boy Devin over here, head of the table. <laughs> we ain't been featured at Devil. No, no. We ain't in catering either. We may stop by to get something, but we ain't going to be there too long. But I said I wasn't going to hold y'all too long. You know, y'all already know how I am. Y'all already know. So, I'm going to hand it back over to my co-host with the crooked sunglasses, Isaiah Jackson Jr. I'll give you that one. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. I got nothing to say. That was a good one. But that was a good one. I'll give you, I'll give you your props on that one. I'll give you your props. But that'll be the last time. No, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. He was like, that'll be the last time. <laughs> well, Brother. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, thank you for listening to the Hill Turn Podcast. Uh, for those that don't know, Amazon will future endeavor you. Make sure you leave. Make sure you get out of there before they do that to you. I'm on a, I got a 90 day, you heard that. I got a 90 day no compete clause. Like, I literally am on a 90 day no compete clause. So, granted, I went to another station. So, I went to another job. So, it's, it's, it's all working perfectly fine. But, man, Amazon, y'all ain't had to do me like that. <laughs> Look, the text line 219-230-HEAL 219-230-HEAL Text in, we'll get you your own nickname We'll type in your own nickname by person If Aaron wants to get his own tech, texting name We'll get a dizzle We'll set you up, get you hooked up real quick Jasmine will tell you everything about all of our social media Thank you so much, Wild 110 We gotta keep shouting them out Always gotta shout out Wild 110 Love them so much Love them so much. We'll be on there tomorrow. This episode will be up tomorrow as well. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Heel Turn Podcast. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify every Saturday for more wrestling news and to be a part of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Heel Turn Podcast and on Twitter at underscore the Heel Turn.